coming up on Now We Bloom. I said God. God, you are good. You are good and you are God. Like you, there's nobody. No one can be called God. Just you. Just you. Hey, that you have seen me suffering. And you know God. This life of poverty was not meant for me. When you made me, when you formed me in my mother's womb, I was not meant to be poor. You programmed me for enjoyment. And I am open for it. Here I am. Take me. I use me as an example of what enjoyment looks like. Of what soft life, soft baby girl life looks like. Those are my friends. Hello, 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 everybody. No whistling today. Um, how are you guys doing? Um, what's been going on in your lives? What's new? What's old? What's up? <laughs> Fall is here. The trees are starting to shake off their leaves as they get ready to be hugged by the snow. And I find it so beautiful watching the leaves changing color and just preparing for a new season. I've been recently reflecting on the place of prayer and discernment when it comes to just making moves um, to ensure that you're not moving mad. What are the things you should pray for and what are the things that should be common sense or is there such a thing? I was thinking about the whole, when it comes to making prayers for decisions, how often are we, do we pray for decisions on when to go to school and where, what job to take, whether to leave the job, when, um, what, even um, what spouse to choose. Um, there's so many other things, uh, whether to go out, whether to go shopping, what to buy. Are those things that should be committed to prayer or are already common sense? So when is it too much and when is it not enough? Recent events have really, really, really put me in a reflective mode and um, around asking God, should you, some people say it's over spiritualizing when you say that you have to seek him for every, everything. Uh, but after all, if he knows the number of hairs on your head, shouldn't you seek him for what conditioner should put to retain those hair, <laughs> the hairs or whatever? I don't know. I will tell you guys a story that... Um, happened to me a while ago and it's I, I was recently thinking about it and I thought yeah there's something about praying and surrendering decisions to God that maybe maybe if we did a little bit more of we would avoid a lot of heartache a lot of grief a lot of depression so I was working I'm still working and while I was working, I got this wonderful job opportunity with a great company. Um, the salary was almost three, actually almost four, yeah, almost three times of what I was making at the time. And it was a remote opportunity. I could work from anywhere, meaning I didn't really have to go to the office. And this was uh, pre-COVID times, which was such a rare thing. It was rare to find jobs that were offering that kind of security and I was over the moon I was so so happy I said God God you are good you are good and you are God 
like you, there's nobody. No one can be called God, just you, just you. Hey, that you have seen me suffering and you know God. This life of poverty was not meant for me. When you made me, when you formed me in my mother's womb, I was not meant to be poor. You programmed me for enjoyment and I am open for it. Here I am. Take me. I use me as an example of what enjoyment looks like, of what soft life, soft baby girl life looks like. Those are my prayers. And I prayed Thanksgiving prayers. I said, good life is my portion. I was so happy. I called my friends, my prayer group. I said, credit alert is also your portion for you have prayed with me. Ah, after all, the Lord has been good to me. How can I not be generous to you people who have stood with me? So that was the deal. And I, 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 was, I was just happy. I was very happy. It sounds nice. A new job, remote, money upon money, and status, climbing up the corporate ladder. <laughs> the corporate ladder. Sorry, my tribe sometimes comes out as I speak. So it's good, and it's from God, for sure. Or was it? Is every good thing from God? How will we know if we don't pray? There are two kingdoms at war, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of heaven. The enemy will try to recruit you by two streams, either through pressure or pleasure. And if he can't get you through hardships, he could not get me by making me poor. He made me faithful to God. <laughs> he made me faithful. <laughs> but so then he'll try pleasure, soft life, guised with the, the baby girl lifestyle. After all, um, I think my inkling for good things, nice handbags and cheesecake, the screw tape letters were written in that favor. Back to the story. I thought that this was God and I was operating with that understanding and I was willing to move that way because I'm not moving mad anymore. This is a God thing, a good thing. This is God's blessing for my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. The thing that I didn't do was pray whether to take the opportunity or not, because I felt like these are the things I've been praying for. Even when we pray with um, my friends and prayer group and all of that, those are the things I'll bring up. Like, I just need another opportunity. I need to make more money and so on and so forth. But maybe I should have waited. Maybe there's something yet to come. Maybe if I prayed, I would have known that where I was was exactly where God wanted me to be. And so I didn't. So I didn't know that to be true or not true. And looking back, one thing I've learned is that every good thing that presents as good doesn't mean it's from God. When you look at the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were handed it all. They were given the world. They were given dominion, rulership, the ability to subdue and replenish. They could eat everything except from the tree of knowledge and good and evil because if they did they would surely die so there's some goodness in that tree but there's evil and that evil leads to death and sometimes i wish like we weren't made with free will but here we are we have to learn to subdue our will and make it align with god's will that's hard and maybe in another episode we can talk about the garden of eden was it really an apple or something else but 
that's not the point. Back to this wonderful, wonderful job. I didn't pray about the job I was offered and the contract was very enticing. I took it, I signed it and started working. And after a month, I started working at like in the middle of a month. So like I start working in, let's say it was March. So I started working on like 15th March. So by the time June rolled around, I thought, um, okay, fine. Maybe they'll, she'll just consolidate it to the end of June to make it whatever. So I thought the finance people know what they're doing. So that happens. Um, so March, sorry, I should have said April. I don't know what's happening today. It's been a while since I've been behind the mic. I think I'm, st- I'm, I'm getting rusty. So if I started working in March, April, um, by April the 1st, if I, haven't gotten, I hadn't gotten my salary, I thought maybe by the 30th I would because for whatever reason they're trying to consolidate and I started working not even exactly in the middle but more towards the end of that month so I just figured okay they'll find a way to um, pay it so April rolls around nothing then May then in May somewhere in the middle I was told oh you know you need to send your timesheets in order to get paid I said okay send me the template so I filled my timesheets from April from March to April and we were in May so I filled all those timesheets and sent them and again there was like people travel those some people left the organization funny funny things happened and suddenly we were in June and there was no pay and I sent my timesheets again and this time I got paid but I was paid for that quarter bit in March and April and the rest didn't make sense because I'm like, what is this for? Is it a quarter bit in May, but we're in June? June is almost over. What's happening? But I didn't say anything, and I thought, okay, this will be rectified. Plus, this money was not something I was going to be arguing about and stuff like that. I was about to be rich. I was about. I was heading to the status that I pray for. And again, six months in, I'm still not receiving money. Funny things are happening in this organization. And I started feeling like I'm being used. But I was trying to tell myself, here's an opportunity. I have the status on the outside. I look like I'm making moves. But then it got frustrating. And I must admit, slightly depressing. It was like I was just losing money, like after work, going to coffee shops to work, sitting, buying tea, coffees and cakes, working late and giving myself the soft life that I felt that I owed myself. But there was still no money. So I was using savings and all of those things to sustain me into something that I I really was trying to maintain myself. And for the duration that I had worked... I had gone so long without being paid, and then now it suddenly looked like there was no payment inside. There was a few drizzles here and there, and in retrospect, I should have stopped the two months in when I saw there was a push and pull with the money. But I didn't because it was good money. So it, I felt like, you know those people who, and I'm not judging, but sometimes when you stay in certain situations, like in a relationship, if... Um, there was a, a, a 
viral video about it like if somebody is like if your poor husband just even pushes you by mistake you're told hey leave him you can't suffer but this one is rich so suffer a bit suffer a bit because there's some luxury i i was actually just suffering there being used waking up at all hours of the night to work and all of that with no returns in sight it was very very hurting and very frustrating and i was also broke because i had upgraded my closet because i bought knowing the money would come so whose fault was it was it mine for believing and going forth was it the person who the ceo who who employed me who offered me the job whose fault was it when i look back i think had i prayed at the onset perhaps the lord would have told me i know this looks good but this is not it just wait but in my thirst for good things i convinced myself that it was god and it had to be it which is a common thing that i know i've done on more than one occasion when something is good i convince myself i'll even find scripture to say that this the earth and the fullness thereof all of this belongs to me and this is my right and this is my portion because god is a giver of good things and so this was a good thing um also on a side note this job is not on linkedin or anywhere so no one can go slander them <laughs> because i have healed um that part of my history is blocked forever but i did find myself very bitter angry and just sad like i'd been conned with sweet titles and empty promises and more so empty empty pockets then i found myself plotting dangerous dangerous revenge plots heavily influenced by nollywood movies what can i do uh my bestie said she would go and open 10 accounts and on uh, the social media like on instagram and whatever and go comment on the company's page when they're announcing a new product release or service or whatever they're trying to re- release in the market she would go and spam it and say um you're releasing new services have you paid your employees another comment would be you give discounts i you, as you're giving are you doing um are you paying your employees you're doing this she was just going to do that after we laughed about it i said no let me try be dignified about this he but forgiveness is hard beloved it is hard <laughs> as things were progressing and i see the things i promised myself i'd started following super accounts gucci ysl all of those i see the things on my wish list that i'm not able to af- af- achieve or afford the frustration continued to rise and rise then i said to myself I will get people and give them information about the CEO. And then they were going to wear raffia skirts and paint themselves with white clay and red ochre, which I don't know where we were going to get in Canada, but that was the plan. And I'm a writer. I had the script in mind, down packed. And since the CEO was an African like I was, I knew this would be a proper scare tactic. All of them would line up shout outside the window facts about their life and appear different types in the night so that the the CEO would be under the impression that they are being bewitched and pay everybody they owe me included yes i know this is horrible me who professes christ who loves the lord would think up something like this and actually want to do it but it was just how deep the anger had taken root in my life 
it was it 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 preoccupied my mind bitterness and anger were just ruling everything about me i wanted to deal with it personally the scripture about turning the other cheek was definitely definitely not written with me in mind is it um toby ingwe ingwe who says uh Try Jesus, not me. I, that was really my motto. And I was like, mm, you've gone up the wrong one. I'm going to. I will. I will. But had I prayed before making the choice, would I have gone down this whole weird path? I didn't go through with my plan. Probably because it would have gotten me deported or something. And also, it's also just not how to deal with things. You don't go scaring people that they're being bewitched if they've wronged you. How I wish I could tell you guys this story ends with me getting my tens of thousands and all of that. But that's not how it ended. It just ended with me finally being at peace with the fact that I made a mistake. I took a wrong turn. Although it presented as good, I didn't pray. I didn't ask counsel because I knew that I had been praying for finances. This had to be the answer. And there have been other situations in my life where I got into things because they were good. It seemed like this is good because my family has suggested it and they're good people, so their suggestions must then be good. I just went in and I've learned something. Something that I see in the scripture through the wise men. They understood that in order to please God, you must sometimes disobey Herod. They went to worship the Messiah, and they chose not to tell Herod anything about uh, his whereabouts because they knew he would kill the Messiah. Sometimes when you elevate Herod or whatever um, Babylonian thing that is over God, you kill the will of God over your life because you've elevated something else and something else seems higher and takes higher preeminence and is of higher priority. And yet it wastes your time. You end up going round and round in circles when you could have just prayed for discernment, understanding and knowledge and known how to navigate a situation rather than going round and round and round. You don't have to go through the corners home direct and there are those things like a seed when it's put in the ground it dies so that it can come up as a plant as a fruit as a tree as whatever it's supposed to be but there are a lot of things that prevent it from coming up from blooming from opening up to the uh, opening up and and even budding There'll be animals that try to dig up the seed. There'll be sometimes thorns that are around the seed that choke it or weeds that also choke it. It's only through proper surrender that we will be able to get to that place where we grow and we have roots that are solid. And even if the growth process is slow, even if the money isn't all the way right, even though the opportunity doesn't seem good enough. If this is where God has you to be, 
don't try approach yourself because somewhere promises that the grass is greener it's not it's not if it's not where you're supposed to be you'll suffer you'll struggle that's why there are some tre- there's some plants that can't do well in the desert yet there are others that do do well in the desert it's about understanding that we each have a path a specified um journey when Jer- when when the lord was speaking to jeremiah he said when i before i formed you i knew you in your mother's womb i knew you and he knows the plans he has for us and so is it over spiritualizing when you say that i'm going to surrender and just pray and ask god if i should do a b c d so back to the questions should we seek god before getting into a relationship before taking a job going shopping when is it too much when is it not enough recently there was the 20 year anniversary of the 911 um attacks when the twin towers when the planes were hijacked and the twin towers came down and the pentagon and all of that and there was a uh, a person who was talking about how that the day of the attack they just felt like the lord saying you know they need to leave the place where they were staying and go and have lunch at no go have breakfast or or brunch or something and they didn't want to go but they obeyed and the fact that they left when they did their lives were saved and while this can raise a lot of debates it's that aspect of just praying and asking god should i do this now or should i wait instead of hopping on the midnight train trying to escape loneliness poverty struggles or whatever then life humbles you after you've wasted so much time you realize it could have been easier if you started with prayer sought guidance and avoided all kinds of bookings I want to hear from you guys. When is it too much when we're praying, asking God, should I wear my hair up or down? Wear blue or green? Or when is it not enough? What do you think? Let's engage on the socials at Nawi Bloom on Insta, and you can also write to me at nawibloom@gmail.com. Uh and before I go, I want to know How are you blooming? So, what practices are you putting in place for you to bloom? I am currently reading a book by Rosalind Goforth on how I know God answers prayers, the personal testimony of one lifetime. It's a free book on um I think Gutenberg Press. You can I think I'll probably link yes I'll link the the book be in the in the show notes and you can um get on the site and download it on your e-reader or wherever you read but I just want to share a short excerpt on this book it's been really encouraging me and blessing me so this is um from the first chapter so this is Rosalind speaking and she says A Christian minister once said to me, "Is it possible that the great God of the universe, the maker and ruler of mankind, could or would, as you would make out, take interest in such a trifle as a trimming of a hat?" To me, it's preposterous. Yet not did our Lord Jesus say, "The very hairs on your head are all numbered, and not one sparrow is forgotten before God." 
And your heavenly Father knoweth what ye have need of before ye ask him. It is true that there is nothing too great for God's power, and it is just as true that there is nothing too small for his love. If we believe God's word, we must believe, as Dan Crawford has tersely, beautifully expressed, that the God of the infinite is the God of the infinitesimal. Yes, he who clears the grounding berg and guides the grounding flow, he hears the cry of the little kid fox and the lemming of the snow. No more wonderful testimony, perhaps, has ever been given of God's willingness to help in every emergency of life than that which Mary Celessa gave, when asked to tell what prayer had meant to her. My life, she wrote, is one long daily hourly record of answered prayer, for physical health, for mental overstrain, for guidance given marvelously, for errors and dangers averted, for enmity to the gospel subdued, for food provided at the exact hour needed, for everything that goes to make up life in my poor service, I can testify with a full and often wonder-stricken awe that I believe God answers prayers. I know God answers prayer. So that's from the book, How I Know God Answers Prayers, a personal testimony of one lifetime. I, it's been really blessing me, and that's how I'm blooming. Reading about a missionary's journey on the field and her life of prayer and how God answered them and how it transformed her life. I'd love to hear how you guys are blooming. Hit me up again on Insta, now we bloom, and we can keep the conversation going. Till then, keep blooming, beloveds.